Welcome to J Voices, the Asheville JCC podcast dedicated to maintaining connectivity and community during the coronavirus outbreak. Over the coming days and weeks, you will be able to tune in and hear familiar and beloved voices, find out what local organizations are doing in response to the virus, how you can stay connected, and how you can help. Today, we're going to be checking in with JCC Executive Director Ashley Lasher. We're also going to be checking in with Jewish Family Services Executive Director Jessica Whitehill. We will have a short conversation with the Executive Director of Congregation Beth Israel, Rochelle Rich, and we will also be talking to Seth Kellum, the Religious Education Director and Sacred Music Director at Congregation Beth Atafila, as well as Rabbi Mayuri at Congregation Beth Atafila. Thank you for listening. Today is Tuesday, March 17th, and we will first check in with Asheville JCC Executive Director Ashley Lasher. Hi, this is Ashley Lasher, Executive Director of the Asheville Jewish Community Center. As the world seems to be changing around us, our programs are changing too. We're making decisions day by day for each JCC program, and we make those decisions by relying on direct guidance from public health officials. Specifically, we are leaning on the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services, and the Buncombe County Health Department, where we are monitoring their recommendations multiple times per day. In order to decrease the number of emails that you're getting from us, and I know that you are getting a lot of emails from a lot of people about COVID-19, we're going to start putting information about program opening, closing, and modifying on our website. And we're going to post that information in real time. So you can check jcc-ashville.org at any time to see the most up-to-date information about how the Asheville JCC is responding to COVID-19. We know that this is a challenging time for our community at large and for our Jewish community and for our JCC community. But we also know that being in community is more important than ever, particularly for those of us who are currently experiencing isolation or who will be experiencing isolation likely soon. So because of that, the Asheville JCC is working hard at all levels of the J to find creative ways to be here for you. Teachers are planning, um, JCC Kids group leaders are planning, and our adult programming leaders are planning to have digital audio, and virtual content and resources available for you. All of these will be added to our website as they are compiled. Our weekly e-newsletter is going to be shifting a little bit, whereas you used to see um, advertisements for upcoming JCC events. For the next few weeks, you'll be seeing different content to engage with the JCC and our membership online. We are totally committed to continuing to being your Jewish community center, even if we can't be in the same building together. We already miss your smiling faces. I know that we will miss more of them in the coming days and weeks. And we will find ways to be together in the meantime and look forward to seeing you whenever the time is right for us to all be together at the J again. 
Next up is Jessica Whitehill from Jewish Family Services. Jewish Family Services is a nonprofit providing social services to individuals and families of all faiths to empower people and strengthen our WNC communities. Here's Jessica. Jewish Family Services made a decision late last week to close our Elder Club program for at least two weeks. We um, just feel like putting the elders in um, a close setting the way they are um, was just too much of a risk. Over the weekend, we decided to um, close down most of our operations. We will be available as needed for um, uh, crises, especially with food. We do have a food entry and we're trying to keep it stocked so people can call us and we'll uh, make an arrangement to get food to them. Um, probably um, put together a bag and leave it outside of our office just to limit interaction. Mm -hmm. um, but we do have some volunteers who are willing to make some deliveries in the case of emergencies. What type of foods are you looking for specifically? Um, Anything shelf-stable, so canned meats like chicken, tuna, salmon, sardines, um, canned and prepackaged soups, um, canned vegetables, healthy snacks like dried fruit, fruit cups, applesauce, nuts, um, peanut mm -hmm. butters are always good to have, um, cr especially creamy, so it's not too crunchy for people um, who may have mm -hmm. issues, uh, issues with their teeth. Um, shelf-stable milk, pasta, um, ready-to-eat um, pouches or cups, things that you can, like, stick in a microwave and heat up. Mm -hmm. um, cereal, crackers, um, protein and snack bars, um, um, cooking oil and spray, um, jellies and jams and preserves, um, juices and Gatorade type of beverages, um, baking mixes and pro baking products like baking soda, baking powder. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll also take um, dog and cat food with, in small bags mm -hmm. um, for people who are finding that they're running out or need that. Um, and in all of those cases, we would love to have a variety that includes low sodium um, and low sugar or sugar-free. Um, we have a lot of people who have different health issues. Um, <laughs> So just to be able to offer that, offer things like that, gluten-free items are great. Our address, we're located in Doctors Park, which is a medical park right near Mission Hospital on Biltmore Avenue. Um, the GPS is um, 417 Biltmore Avenue, and we're in Suite E. We are in the same office park as um, the Biscuit Head on Biltmore Avenue. That's a landmark that people mm -hmm. know. Um, we are looking for volunteers for a number of um, efforts, including um, people who would be willing to make some phone calls to elderly or other isolated people, um, just check-ins um, for a few minutes. Um, we are also looking for volunteers who would be willing to do some food delivery on Wednesday. We are going to try to get a bagged lunch out to each of our Elder Club members who we're able to deliver to. And um, that would be, you know, picking up here at the JFS office and then dropping off at someone's door. We're mm -hmm. not asking anyone to interact with people, um, but just to leave the lunch at the door and then let the elder 
participant, Elder Club participant, know that they've been there. Um, so if anyone is interested in volunteering, we would love to hear from them, and they can email me at my email address, jessica at jfswnc.org, or give us a call. Again, it's 828-253-2900. Thank you, Jessica. Next, we're checking in with Congregation Beth Israel Executive Director Rochelle Rich. So, obviously, it's a very uh, fluid decision-making process that's happening here. Um, we had a board meeting, quite extensive board meeting on Thursday night that, I guess, coincidentally and fortuitously was that night, um, enabling us to make some hard decisions and have good conversation together in what will likely be the last um, in-person meeting that we all have for a while. Um, we, the biggest decision that came out of that was pretty much the cancellation or movement to almost everything um, to online and or not happening at all for at least this next few weeks mm-hmm. and the decision to kind of reassess that each week as we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, right now services are canceled. Um, Sunday school and Hebrew were happening online. Mm-hmm. Things like noon study group on Fridays has, is moving to online. Committee meetings, um, plans for future events, you know, all of those, all the regular functioning of the synagogue and ways that people volunteer in terms of planning um, has moved to online meetings. And, okay. Um, so that none of that has halted. And it's an and, right now it serves as a way for people to stay connected. So things like um, Friday noon study group and Hebrew or whatever other classes we're having, everything's being updated on our website um, as we make changes. So the best place to find information is to check out our website. Um, and or if you're having trouble finding what you need, you can always call um, 252-8660. Correct. We are looking right now into trying to create opportunities for people to say Kaddish online mm-hmm. with a minion. Um, so more information about that will, once we figure it out, um, will come out on our website, I guess. And, you know, I think that we, the best thing we can do for each other and for yourself is to just make sure that you've um, been clear and vocal about what you need. So that we can help, you know, that there's plenty of people who are willing to help, um, but we have to know that we need it. Right. And 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 on the flip side, you know, the way what some people need is to know that they were helping somebody or that they need to get out of the house um, and by going and picking up a drive-through prescription at a pharmacy um, and dropping it off on someone's front door doesn't put anyone at risk. Um, but it allows somebody to get what they need and it allows somebody else to do something good um, to help. So I think that that's, yeah. that's fulfilling two needs there. So, um, yeah. you know, allowing allowing people to stay connected through video, uh, through um, phone, and through just reaching out to people in whatever way you need to is, is mm-hmm. going to be the best advice I can offer for folks. Thank you, Rochelle. Next online with us now we have Seth Kellum, the religious education director and sacred music director at Congregation Beth Hatfila. So last Friday night when it be or approaching last Friday night when it became evident that we weren't going to be 
um, offering services, Shabbat services in person. We started to try and figure out um, what we could do to, um, to still offer an opportunity for community and prayer and for people who are, for example, observing a yard site and anniversary of a death or, or an even more recent death. Um, so uh, we used um, Facebook Live uh, to reach the community, and we did our um, typical Friday night service from uh, our sanctuary into the homes. Um, people had to uh, go onto the Beth Hatatilla Religious School Facebook page, and we're going to be doing that again this Friday at 7.30, and, um, and the following Friday at 7.30. In fact, they'll all be at 7.30 except for family Shabbats, which are at 6.30, and those happen um, on the first Friday of the month. So that's all you really mm-hmm. need to remember for, for uh, the family Shabbat, first Friday of the month. Um, but of, but of course, uh, music is playing such a, an important role right now in people's lives, and in combination with prayer, um, to soothe the anxiety that's happening. We tried to come up with a couple more opportunities to, um, to reach out musically. And um, one thing uh, I'll be doing tomorrow night, so that's Wednesday, um, Wednesday the 18th, I believe, yeah, um, at 7.15 yeah, on, that, on that same, yep, tomorrow, um, on that same uh, Facebook page, I'll be doing just a little evening um, good night ritual um, slash sing-along uh, from my home, and we'll do a couple um, songs from uh, the children's Ma'ariv evening service and um, some blessings and um, and uh, just have a, a sweet, short, um, pre-bedtime opportunity to make music together. And then on Sunday morning, where we would typically be in religious school together, we are going to um, do another live streaming, what we call Kahila Tefila, and um, and we'll be doing uh, a load of songs, just simply uh, to to get the spirit going, to get the ruach going, and um, and uh, I'm considering maybe reading a PJ Library book. You know, the, we're we're all feeling unsure and unclear and perhaps a bit anxious about what this next period of time is going to look and feel like and what kind of struggles might be um, might be coming along with all this. And um, certainly, as a Jewish people, we look to our history and the wisdom that uh, has come from our rich history and, um, and the music that has grown from the prayers that have been handed from generation to generation to us. And um, I'm hoping that we can find a solace in that experience together, even though we won't be um, with each other physically will be with each other in spirit. And, um, and I think that 
that oftentimes that is close to as powerful as being in each other's midst. Thank you so much, Seth. Finally, we have Rabbi Mayeri from Congregation Beth Atafila um, with a couple of words of encouragement um, and some spiritual guidance for this time. I guess I want to um, remind people that all of the Jewish practice that we do um, when things are stable and feel predictable and feel normal is all within us to draw from when things become uncertain and unstable and ungrounded. And I think that, you know, for people to really remember how it is that they feel being part of a sick and strong community, even when they physically can't be with that community, to remember that they're part of it and how it feels to be enmeshed in the caring circle of other people um, can bring us extraordinary strength at this time. I think the other thing to remember and to remind ourselves is that, you know, whatever um, concepts we have that our lives were predictable was a little bit false anyway, and that the uncertainty that we're living with now is just uncertainty that is true at all times. It's just more visible now. And I think that uncertainty doesn't necessarily mean tragedy or catastrophe. It just means we don't know. And um, I think that it's wise and skillful for people to just sift through the information about what we know and not prognosticate and imagine and uh, move too far forward into a future that isn't yet. Um, and I think that that's also part of, you know, a deep spiritual practice. You know, all spiritual practice is to bring us into what's true right now. And that's what saying a blessing is about. That's what paying attention to celebrating times together, mourning, all of those rituals of religious life are all about saying, oh, this is what's true now. And I think that that's a really valuable skill for people to also remember that that is, you know, what Jewish practice is. Jewish practice is saying what's true now. And what's true now might be that we're afraid. And what's true now might be that we don't know what's going to happen. And what's true now, it might be that, um, you know, my life is disrupted. Um, but, um, and, and, um, there's also other things that are true. And I think that that's also a third, you know, layer, which is what's true that isn't all of these other things. Uh, do I have the people um, I love near me? Maybe. Um, 
am I able to be in contact with the people I love in some fashion or another? Is there someone I can call? Um, do I need something right now? You know, these are all really skillful questions to ask and check in and not know the answer before asking them of ourselves, but to really, you know, check in and say, do I need something right now or am I just feeling afraid? Mm-hmm. And, and, and assessing, you know, what, what is actually true for me right now. And I think that that, you know, I think what panic is, is feeling overwhelmed around our fears. And I think it's just a valuable thing to stop and pay attention and say, you know, what is it that I could really use right now? And then waiting for one's um, inner voice, inner knowing to find what might be the answer to that. And if, you know, at the end of that kind of a, an exercise, somebody still doesn't know, then that's when our, you know, our spiritual friends, our community can be helpful. And that's when you pick up the phone and you call somebody and say, I just don't know how I'm feeling. I just don't know what I need. I just don't know what's going to make me, uh, help me move through the next hour, the next day, the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we can be of support um, to each other. And I think that the other thing that I would love for people to do, you know, is um, if they're, if, if after checking in with themselves and, and feeling that, you know, maybe everything is okay, then thinking, you know, well, who might not be okay? And seeing what it is that they can do to be available and to be a presence for somebody who does feel vulnerable. Because there are plenty of people who have very valid concerns and health uh, vulnerabilities that make it true for them that this is a frightening time. Um, and there are many of us who, for whom this illness may not be so risky. And so it's a really important opportunity for people to understand how it is that they can be of service to others and, you know, on the other hand, who they might need to reach out to and lean on. Mm -hmm. And that it's all true. It's all true. There are going to be people who need leaning to to lean, and there are people who are going to be able to step up and hold. And um, I think that that's... I think that that's what this moment is about. And um, so I believe in this community. I believe in the strength of this community. I believe in uh, the wisdom that our tradition has been training us to pay attention to and to know so that we can act in wise and compassionate ways in the next weeks. And um, so I just encourage everybody, you know, to tap into that and um, and move move into that truth. Mm-hmm. 
hopefully you'll be able to tune in again next week. We're planning on talking to hopefully some representatives from Habad House um, to check in with them and see how things are going. We're going to follow up with Jessica from Jewish Family Services um, to find out what the, the new volunteer opportunities are and check in again with some of the organizations. So everyone be safe, take care of yourself, and remember that community is exceptionally important now.